the effect of Sounds like K Fabe to me. dead things because look at you loving the dead man that's fucking disgusting Kevin, first of all <laughs> <laughs> you're sick fuck dude <laughs> I hate all right so right, can we seriously we... start though like I'm yes it's recording it. jesus christ what the fuck oh it is oh yeah it's you know those glasses that you have they're called eyeballs look actually i've been having hey, you know that top at the top left out. there's a red dot you just click that and that means that it's recording. Yeah, it's what a girl says. Stop. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so let's mute. All right. We'll count. I'll count it down, and then we'll go. Wait. Wait. Does everyone's audio sound good though? Yeah. Do I sound okay? Uh, bro. Sound like shit, you? dude. You always sound like oh, shit. Do I really? No, I'm joking. You sound fine. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's gonna be how he is when he's with the pussy. Oh, is this a pussy? Okay, right, we're starting. We're muting. We're muting. We're muting. We're muting. <laughs> okay, I'll count it down. Ten seconds. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of Sounds Like Kayfabe to Me. It is your host Kevin Page, along with my fellow brethren. We have the icon Bobby White. I didn't do it as good as you, but hey, it was a valid attempt. Well, then, then, then it's my turn. <sighs> the icon, Bobby White. Bobby, I think you meant Icock. <laughs> uh, wow, and we also have somebody who has been MIA forever. Finally, he makes his grand return because he's been so rude to us for not showing the fuck up. Mr. Raul Rude is definitely a rude dude for not letting us know what's going on, but we welcome him back nonetheless. What's going on, Raul? I don't, I don't even want to be here. I was trying to force uh, to do this show. Well, so uh, don't worry, we're, we're yeah, the vote is still out that we'll still vote you out eventually. So hey. yeah, and don't worry, we did not want you here either. So it's I'm cool. hoping y'all make that vote hurt, uh, like a lot sooner because I have things. To oh, do. All well, right. uh, very nice, very nice. <laughs> Uh, this is gonna be a long ass show. Anyway, we do regret that, of course, our other fellow brethren of Justin Cass is not here today because we'd like to wish him a big congratulations. He is going to be getting married, so big congrats to him. He is definitely going to have a wonderful time of getting prepared for that. Uh, if you really call it wonderful, because we know planning sucks. Uh, <laughs> but yep, we do wish him the best and he will be back on the next show very, very soon. So if it isn't as full of chaos that you are normally used to, oh well. So yeah, blame uh, You actually get to hear my opinion this time, guys. Uh, crazy. It's gonna be so it's gonna be such a bad show now. By that fucking ogre uh, that is just oh, <laughs> man, he's gonna kill you when he comes back. I know you don't. Anyway. With a lot to discuss, a lot of stuff going on. We've had so much fun with Raw and SmackDown, the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW, NXT, so much shit that's going on. Also, the enormous disappointment of Hell in a Cell, and also future things that are coming up. God, bless America, we got so much stuff to talk about. So guys, let's just get into it. Raw and SmackDown, the new season, which I think is a fucking joke, but it's hilarious. Yeah, like it's dumb that why does it say new season? Like that's the I dumbest know, thing ever. I know. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's not a new season. It's just yeah, another but, episode. But it is a new season. That's what Daddy Vince Oh, you, he's your daddy now? I'm so really scared. You've been gone for this long. I thought the Undertaker oh, that's his granddaddy. He, he has to get levels, so boys. there's levels. So, well, there's for all the shit he's shit. fucking, who knows? But, yeah. Um, the, <laughs> the new Raw and SmackDown, though, so far is pretty good, man. Um, I'm I'm intrigued on what more they can do to kind of compete with the with AEW. Like I'm very intrigued. I want to see if they can if they can um step up the game a little bit more and kind of get on that same close to the same playing field as them. I'm hoping that they could do that. Um because dude, so far so good um especially with, you know, the Raw and SmackDown new seasons and then NXT as well. Man, it sounds like Sounds like they're going to do pretty good. I just need them to step it up just a little bit more. Hmm. What do you think, Raul? I think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, man. Like, I'm loving all this content. Like, um, it, it's just amazing. I think Raw and SmackDown, I'm still waiting to see the influences of of uh, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff a little bit more. You're kind of getting sprinkled, a little bit of sprinkles throughout the shows. But uh, I think I think only time will tell. I want to see how long AEW, too, can keep up their... Uh, their uh, reign here because they did get more viewers uh, these past two weeks, but I want to see how long they can keep that up. It's it was the premiere. What do you expect? Of course, there's gonna be a lot of viewers, <laughs> right? Exactly. The, the thing is, though, is that I mean, you don't see very much. Like, I love the sets. I love how they brought the pyro back. I see yep. a lot more improvements. I, absolutely, there is a lot more improvements. But the one thing I still think is the saddest part about this is that. I'm scared that the storylines are not as strong as they should be. Don't get me wrong. They're going into a better direction, especially with Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff more or less running the shows. But at the same time, it still comes down to Vince McMahon of who he wants to push and who he wants to see and who he wants to promote. As always, it's always his and everything like that. So I don't know. It, 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 like to me, it's just going to be a big question mark on how things are going to work out in the future. But in regards to the Wednesday night wars, especially since both of you mentioned like NXT and AEW going head to head, that's something that's very interesting. Do you think the Wednesday night wars is actually worth viewing and switching back and forth? Do we feel that it's a remnants of the Monday night war? Do we think it's going to be as impactful since it's been over almost 18, 19 years since we've had so- the Sorry. Um, so what I was going to say was last week, to be honest, I didn't even tune into um, to NXT, to be honest. I just watched uh, I just watched uh, AEW. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I definitely um, I definitely don't think so. I don't know why, dude, but AEW is really pulling me in right now. Um, and they're they're doing some pretty phenomenal things right now. I don't know if they can keep it up, but so far they got my viewership. So I'm um, I'm a little opposite in that in that uh, respective. Um, I I've been tuning in more, if anything, to NXT, and I kind of switched back and forth. This past week, I will say I did watch more of AEW because the week prior I had watched more NXT, so I was trying to get a feel for both. I think AEW is doing some good things, but right now they're just the shiny new toy, man, that everyone's after. You see online on Twitter and Facebook, everyone's like all over their dick. Just, you know, it's it's insane, and I get it. I get it. They're the new thing in town. A lot of hype around them. I just am still. I think the jury's still out, man, because we don't know how long this is gonna last. Sure, they're they're pulling in. Like I said earlier, they're pulling in ratings. Um, 
But I mean, how how long can that really go on for? Well, the only time will tell. They got some strong stories right now. I love Chris Jericho. Obviously, the dude's amazing. I think he's fighting next week. He'll be fighting uh, Darby Allen, if I'm not mistaken, for the title. I mean, absolutely, Raul. The one thing about having, you know, with AEW and especially with NXT and the Wednesday Night Wars being the way that they are, I, I will admit that the expectations are really starting to be set very, very high. The only thing is, is I agree with Bobby. You know, I haven't been keeping up with NXT lately because I'm so amazed of how good the quality of AEW is starting to really pick up the pace. I mean, it's got that WCW feel almost to it with a touch of like the old uh, TNA impact wrestling. Um, you see the entranceway and I just see the tunnels and I'm like, man, that's like throwbacks to the old nonstop total nonstop action wrestling. So it's pretty amazing to see how AEW in just two weeks has already made more, more waves than I would say NXT. Cause you look at NXT's set I, I don't know about you. I like the old, like, kind of grungy, almost type-looking set of NXT because it gives me the throwback to almost ECW days. But I love how I see AEW's quality, how its production looks solid, the match quality looks solid, the characters are starting to develop. I mean, you mentioned it, yeah. like Darby Allen. That that kid is man. He, he's gonna he's gonna be a hell of a future uh, main eventer, in my opinion. Oh yeah. I mean, the one move that blows my mind away and how he doesn't break his back is the, that coffin drop. I'm like... Dude, that coffin drop is crazy, bro. Oh, he's I'm like, he's ow, every time he does yeah. it, like, please, God, don't break your back, for God's sakes. I mean, these are professional right. athletes. They're not, like, 50 years old like you, so, I mean... Oh, I appreciate I'm, I'm that. Just, I'm just wow. throwing that out there. The only thing that breaks your back is when you get out of a chair. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> No, you know what? You know why my back has problems? Wow. Because I've been carrying the show since the beginning. I've been carrying the show since the beginning, and that's why my back has problems, right? So what the hell? You've been in traction for the last month. That's the reason why you haven't been on the show. No wonder it's been sounding so good. I, 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 I Maybe I haven't been on the show, yeah. but my presence is felt everywhere, all right? God. no. So hey, that's Bobby, why we all have back problems, because you're broke ass. Well, Bobby's just, I mean, <laughs> you know what? Never mind. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, this is what I gotta say. To you. <laughs> Did I just make your list, Bobby? <laughs> well, apparently the creative uh, does, it does it's, it's pretty funny when you see Chris Jericho literally beating the living crap out of uh, WWE creative, and and I mean oh, yeah. he just destroyed all like Chris Jericho is becoming literally the biggest national treasure I think we've ever had. Yep. I mean he's he's evolved in ways that I have not seen hardly any other wrestlers do. I mean, you look at Roman Reigns, you look at Seth Rollins, you look at all these players over in WWE. Yeah, they have a few little differences and a few little changes here and there, but they've never gone through a complete character overhaul. And he, Chris Jericho does it like with ease. It's one minute he's, you know, Chris Jericho Y2J. Then now he's at the current one called the Painmaker. I'm like, the guy doesn't stop evolving, and it just blows my mind away. It's his ability to like turn a phrase too. I mean, you think about stupid idiot. Like oh, anyone God. else saying that? Anyone else saying that would no. wouldn't be a big deal. But he made it special. Stupid yeah. idiot. The, the fucking list. Um, a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> Those Dude, are like that's... iconic. <laughs> Those are upper tier. Upper tier, man. I mean, they, it, it, they, they honestly they have. I mean, you look at NXT though. Like, let's talk a little bit about NXT of what we have seen. I, I mean, NXT is I think putting on 
more of the match quality in certain players because you can see like like Matt Riddle and Adam Cole like facing off for the NXT title. That match is right there almost a five star if not a five star classic. I mean they just the pace is good, the hits were solid. You didn't see too overkill on specific moves. I mean they kept you built throughout the match. It was always going to be like a solid flow. And it just blows your mind away. Yeah, but when those Yeah, when those two wrestle man, it's it's phenomenal either way. Um you can just sit there and watch for however long they decide that they're going to I mean, like Raul, what do you think of what your thoughts of NXT so far? I Like I said, I just I've been watching it more than AEW recently, and I just think that, you know, it's something, I mentioned it earlier to Justin, I think, um, like the last week, about how there's something, or maybe even to you guys about, there's something about Morrow's voice that keeps me plugged into that, to that, to, to the show. And, it, and, like, I love JR, don't get me wrong, JR is a legend in his own mm-hmm. right, but it's a little bit more, the commentary specifically is a little bit more um old school you know slower pace on aew mm-hmm. but when it comes to Morrow, he just brings an energy man and he makes me want to watch i was even okay i was even watching with my my grandmother decided to watch with oh, me this was fun uh, last week she was sitting, <laughs> she was sitting, yeah my grandmother she was she was sitting, my grandfather left he said fuck wrestling you know i don't care well he hates life in general so continue yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he hates everyone so but my grandmother was watching the show with me and she even said herself she's like i like this guy he makes me want to watch like the show he keeps and i was like see that's something coming from a non-wrestling fan or at least one who's not as invested mm-hmm. as us obviously that says right. something you know I mean, and i just there's something about it and the match quality i think is i think they're about even i think aew has a little bit more uh in regards to talent the the cards have been a little bit more stacked i mean if you look at netsuite's card for example you got chris jericho versus darby mm-hmm. allen uh kenny omega and hangman page versus moxley and pop and pop i like these are like these are like fucking uh pay-per-view match uh, quality type oh, absolutely. matches you know uh, uh, but it's just something about the feel, and and it and even and it's the the when you look at the setup of the um of like the stage and the ring and everything, it has more of a like you said a grungier feel. It, it seems almost like mm-hmm. more like an indie show, as compared to AEW where they've got a little bit more production value now and stuff, and they're almost they're not like a SmackDown or Raw level, obviously, but they feel a little bit more produced. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, NXT. Is- NXT is great, don't get me wrong. I don't know, there's just something about AEW that's bringing me more towards that. And I don't know if it's just the quality of the wrestling that's bringing me to it, or I don't know what it is, but it's NXT, like, I've been watching NXT, right? And when I watch NXT, I'm not as invested as I am with AEW. Let's put it that way. I'm more invested in what's going on in AEW. Not, and maybe it's because they're a new promotion. That could be. But I don't know. There's something about it that just I would prefer watching AEW now yeah. versus NXT. It is funny that you bring up, uh, Raul, the, the commentary. I mean, Morrow, the man, to me, is like the modern-day version of JR. He, he really has that story building behind him. But you are absolutely right. He sounds like he is doing a WrestleMania match every single match in NXT. I don't know how the man's voice doesn't let go out. It's insane. JR will, and you're absolutely right. JR is an absolute legend. He still wants to be in the game. And 
who knows? I mean, the way that yeah. it's only been two weeks and he's still trying to work out, trying to figure out things. And I hope to God that like, cause if you didn't notice, he actually like mentioned the AWA on the actual AEW show, poor guy. I was just like, Oh, that wasn't good. I mean, we have to was like, he's older too. I mean, I mean he's it, older. It, yeah. He is. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy still wants to work. He still wants to do things. And I think give it another couple of weeks, I think JR is going to be back in the saddle just like he was when he was doing everything with Raw and, and even SmackDown and anything else he was doing with a commentary to begin with. And that's the weird part is that, you know, Morrow, to me, I personally wish that he was on Raw. Yeah. I, I, I still wish he was on Raw. I wish he was either on SmackDown uh, because in my opinion, I think he's the best announcer that WWE has thus far, and I'm going to include Michael Cole. Oh, in I that. disagree. Really? You, who would you think would be yeah. Morrow? I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of Morrow. Um, I, I don't know. To me, you I, I, let me get to it, Raul. You fucked. <laughs> I'm going to fucking punch you. Anyway, we're about to kick Raul off the Bro, show again. I'll, I'll go make a Morrow appreciation podcast and not include you on it. Fuck. Um. Anyway, if you have a shrine so, of him, so, I'm going to be scared. It, it, so it's not it's not necessarily saying that I I hate him because um I do decent. think that he's a decent a decent um a, yes, who do you compare him to, announcer. Bobby? Who would you compare him to? Um, I, there, I don't I don't compare him to anybody. I think he's his own person. But what I do think is I do oh. think that Corey Graves is better. <laughs> On the, okay, on the, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Commentator. Time out here. Corey Graves is not a play-by-play person. He's a color commentary. I don't care. But they're two different. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. Two different kind of commentaries. But the the sound because is they're what two I'm different types. About, the sound of. Dude, he just says like, after sex, he's like, "I'm done." All right. I mean that's fine. You guys can think. No, I'm wrong, trying to. I'm trying to understand the, the logic of stuff. like you're saying a different sound. That's one thing. I mean, yeah, every announcer has different sounds. I would. Uh, let's put it this oh. way. I prefer Michael Cole oh, that, over him. That, let's put it that way. I prefer Michael Cole me. over him. Yes, Michael Cole. Give me Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Wow. They are on SmackDown. And how do you feel about them so yep. far? Um, so far, I I think that they they're great. Um, with the two men announcing, I think it's great, and them two they feed off each other great. I think that 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 that's perfect. Um, SmackDown, it just Corey Graves with his little digs that he gets in on certain wrestlers. It's just it's great. Like it brings back old school King. You know what I mean? Old school King when he used to get digs on wrestlers. You know what I mean? It's it's see, that, that that would be more of that would be a more of a comparison, like, Graves uh, and King, because they were not play by play. That's the thing. That would be more of a comparison. You cannot yeah. compare Corey yeah, no, Graves to Morrow, and who, by the way, Morrow is better in all aspects. He, he is better. Oh, I he disagree. is. Yes, your opinion's irrelevant. <laughs> Because he's great, like the, so much. But. He makes me feel like, okay. like Kevin said earlier, he makes me feel like I'm watching WrestleMania every match. Matches that I could give two shits about. Hey, you, you can put there, two there, jobs. There's some shitty there. matches on NXT. I, I mean, mean there are yeah, some really them. shitty matches, and he actually makes me feel yeah. like I can yeah. watch this horrible match, and he's actually making it sound like this is a five star match. Yeah. Because there's some pretty yeah. shitty matches that NXT could have, and you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Because they're building, they're, the simple part is, is they're still building stars. And that's the one thing about how NXT works is NXT is still like establishing themselves as an actual brand 
not a developmental brand. And the problem with that is, is that you're still seeing wrestlers that really you, you could give two shits about because they're not, they weren't going to be pushed. Now they're thinking, well, now we've got to figure out a way to push them because we really need to get some people on there. A perfect example. Look at what Finn Balor is now back on NXT, which is, it, it's a good move. Don't get me wrong. I still wish he was on either Raw or SmackDown because I think he still had a lot more to prove. But, you know, he has all the credentials more than he's ever had. And now he has to really pick up the pace with what NXT has. And you've got Tommaso Ciampa, which I know Justin is like foaming at the mouth of excitement over because it, it's just weird on seeing how Adam Cole, he's been a great heel champion. And now he's got two massive title contenders to see how is like, we know Finn Balor is going to be the baby face. Obviously it just, just comes right off with no problem, but Tommaso Ciampa. And this is where I think Justin's going to be like appreciative is that how is he going to come across? Cause he comes off as an amazing heel, but now he's coming across incredibly as a face, but will he be coming over straight up like as a baby face or is he going to be like the anti-hero face? It's a very questionable on how he's going to come across. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, Tommaso Chop. I, I love Tommaso Chop. I think he would just fit more in an anti-hero. I mean, I don't. See, I mean, he could work as a face. Don't get me wrong. I just guys like that. He has the look and like just the feel of an anti-hero. I just get, I just get Austin vibes from him. I, I mean, yeah. It's just, there's a there's a little bit. It, it would just. I think, it, I think it would work better since he was just a heel. He was a heel before he left, right? right? I just think it would be better to maybe don't make him go face right away. It just maybe I don't think it would naturally fit well. Even though he's got a huge pop that he's back, everyone loves him. You know, you got people like Justin uh, that are out there that, that love him so much. But I just think it would work better him being like an antihero. It could work a lot better as an antihero because I mean, you look at how they're building. At the start, at I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but at the start, like then you can transition him into a face later down the road. But start him off as an anti-hero. Don't make him jump into a face right away because I think that'll rub people. Well, down. I mean, he already is more or less a face as it is. I mean, thankfully, he still has his little his little quirks. You know, like he talks about Goldie. He's bringing out the actual crutch. I mean, he he still has those heel tendencies. It's just what are yeah. they going to do? Like, are they going to cheer? I mean, you kind of almost see, see the cheering already of how this match could come about. And oh, yeah. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, the guys, he should be called like, you know, the cyborg, in my opinion, like how they named Kurt Angle at that point, like the wrestling cyborg back in the old TNA impact wrestling days. I mean, this man has been through so many injuries. It, it, it's a miracle. The man has not retired due to the fact that he just, he, he's injury prone. And, you know, he, he's yeah. gone through complete ACL tears, neck injuries. I mean, don't get me wrong. Injuries are a part of the life of, of a wrestler, obviously. But the way this man has been put together and he's still able to come back, I, I just hope and pray that he can have a good career. I'd love to see him one day be on the main roster, but at this point we're probably never going to see it. I think he's just too well-established in NXT. 
And who's to say that they're going to probably have like the with the draft coming up soon, which I know we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But it, it's just a matter of who else is going to come to NXT. I mean, we've already got Finn Balor now on NXT to combat AEW and how their impressions have been. You know, everything has been solid so far, minus out a few little details. Like I'll say this about AEW compared to NXT. NXT's got the better women's division than AEW. AEW's got a very shitty women's division. Don't get me wrong. They've got good wrestlers to a certain extent, but at the same time, I don't feel any buildup. I thought the women's title belt that they have over at AEW looks like crap. I was just about to bring that up. I was just about to bring that up. What is Uh, that? The men men have a bigger title than the women? Come on. Like, what the hell? Like, that that belt is super small. It looks like an old, like, an old school, like, AWA belt or something back in the day. Like, you know. Actually, really go back in history, and here's your history lesson for today, is that the title belt for AEW is actually comparable to the Fabulous Moolah's actual WWF belt. And that belt was not very big at all. It it almost has the same mimic of design that the AEW Women's Championship looks like as well. And I was like, wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nice throwback to the old old school, but you need to make that belt bigger. I mean, that belt needs some serious redesigning. Like, the tag team titles for AEW looks amazing. AEW title, really cool. I'm just interested to see what's going to be the new secondary title that they're going to create because, as always, you got to have a secondary title. So we don't know what AEW's secondary title is going to be compared to because you have the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, the North American Championship on NXT. So you all have secondary titles for those brands. What's going to be the secondary title for AEW is going to be a big question mark. Um, I don't know if they're going to have one, to be honest. Why not? Uh, you, would think they, you would think that they would need to, but... I think what they are trying to do is establish establish everything first, and then maybe put out another title. Because you got to remember, they're still so they're still trying to establish the tag team titles. Well, right? the tag team tournament's in full effect to, right now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They're trying to establish. And the Unbucks already they're trying to eliminated by the way. The Unbucks. All right, here's a catch to that. The Unbucks. On a side note, here is that the Unbucks have actually gone on record stating they have wanted to lose. Ever since AEW's inception, the crazy part is, is they have stated multiple times they want to build stars. That's what they want. They want to yeah. build stars. They want to put on great matches, but they've stated we don't need the titles. We've we they've won almost every title in every division in every promotion they've ever gone to, minus out WWE. They even know it. They're like, hey, why do, we, why do we need the WWE titles? We don't need them. We've proven ourselves in every division, in every single type of promotion, whether it's an independent, New Japan, AEW, whatever. They've, they've proven everything in their divisions as it is without the titles being necessary. So that's the one thing about the Young Bucks I give them a lot of credit for is that they stated, we need to build stars. We've got to build these stars. If we don't build these stars, we have no promotion. And that's the amazing part. So more props to Young Bucks and how. But the sad part is that Tony Khan has already stated that they're done losing. They they want he wants them to win now because we've got to establish, like you said, Bobby earlier, that they're still growing how they're trying to promote themselves, which is good, which is good. But if anything, let's move on to a lovely topic that all of us are going to really have fun with. It was oh a God. wonderful promotion of. WWE Hell in a Cell. This <laughs> this piece of shit pay-per-view. Uh, 
how pissed were you when you saw that ending? Like the overall pay per view. Like Bobby, start with you. Like what do you well, like start to finish? So the. Yeah, so the overall pay-per-view, so at the beginning, um, you know, close to, you know, close to the mid, like from the beginning to the mid was, it was great. I was enjoying it, right? Um, Then, you know, going on, it started dying down just a tiny bit, wasn't too bad. But then the main event, like the main event got me on my seat. I was all excited. You know, the way some of the spots they were doing, the the chair shot that, um, that Seth Rollins gave to The Fiend when... Um, he was laying on the ground. He just he just took it, and it was like a headshot straight to him. And I was like, "Wow! Like they're really pulling out all the stops on this, right?" And then the fucking ending ruined the whole pay per view for me. Just completely, I was done. I was I was done with with watching pay per view from WWE for a while. Like that's how I felt because you're gonna do that to the fans, right? You're going to do that, especially with everything going on with AEW and things like that, right? And then you're going to just be like, oh, yeah, it's a referee stoppage. Like, what the fuck? That didn't happen when Mick Foley and The Undertaker were there. Like, Mick Foley fell off the fucking hell in a cell, for God's sake. and they Twice. Twice. You know what I mean? Yeah, twice. Exactly. So it's just like, it, it just, to me, it made no sense. There was no point of it. Um just because the fiend was down now i could see if he was su- really super injured like in real life and then they stopped it but then he got up and then just gave the freaking mandible claw so it wasn't like he you know they could just continue with that story like no he's he was really hurt and blah 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 like he wasn't so it just it to me it made no sense for the referee to stop the match it just it had no bearing on anything Raul, what do you think so I'm going to go on record and saying I didn't even watch that pay-per-view because I was actually at a concert that night. So I was uh, the whole time. I couldn't have my phone at the concert because uh, of the band uh, restrictions. But so I went to um, – so when I got out of the concert, I was on my phone and I was in our chat and I was on Twitter. And I, I saw all this talk about the main event and I was like, of course, WWE did something fucking stupid, right? Hmm. <laughs> so I was looking on Twitter and, I was, and, I, and then I saw that the match got stopped and I was like, first of all, this is a Hell in a Cell match. So if it got stopped, it better have been because one of these guys got fucking, you know, legitimately hurt or something like that. And then I, and I watched some clips of what happened, and I was like, you got to be fucking shitting me. <laughs> I was like, thank God I didn't watch this fucking pay-per-view because I probably would have just tossed my fucking phone across the room or something <laughs> like that. Uh, I just, I don't right. understand it. I, I really don't. And this is like the second time they've done that uh, where it was a no contest, like in a hell in a cell. Well, didn't they do it last year with uh, Brock? I think it was uh, last year they had a shitty ending, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it, when it was here in, in, in San Antonio, yeah. right? Um, or was that two years ago? That was, I think, three. Oh, was it last year? Yeah, yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. No, last year's was yeah, they had a shitty ending where Brock yeah. just came out and fucked everything up. <laughs> I remember if I remember yeah. correctly. He went... He went full on pain and just ripped the fucking door off. Yeah, um, but it's but it's sad. I it's just sad. Yeah, that's true. It, it is, and and you know what? And I think WWE even released a statement on why they did it, and it was to prevent 
if I'm not mistaken, it was to prevent injury to both superstars. And I'm like, what? That's just a shitty fucking reason. What? Well, the thing the thing was <laughs> I, is that I, everyone was thinking it was a DQ, and I was thinking like, no, nah, they can't DQ it because it was a no contest because of the fact that if I was looking at that the way I was looking at it, I was like, that's a rep, that's a ref stopping that due to no contest due to injury. And then, lo and behold, they uh, the statement that was also put out is that they called it a referee stoppage, which was for the protection and the possibility of injury that was going to occur. But at the same time, they destroyed two characters. Number one, they, I, I never thought in my life I would ever see two characters be destroyed in one moment of how Seth Rollins, like he threw the stomp out the door, like 15 stomps it was or something like that. And Bray Wyatt, they try to make him look like a mythical type, you know, supernatural creature, just how it was a remnants of the undertaker. You're welcome. Um, it, it just, to me, it was like they they just fucked up an amazing character. They they really did not realize how much they fucked up an amazing buildup. Bray Wyatt has been yeah. s- giving so much momentum to WWE for the creativity, for the design, the look. I mean, it, it's just been, a, it's, it's something we have not seen in such a long time when it comes to originality. And here we are now all of a sudden seeing the stomp is wasted. The buildup of The Fiend is wasted. They're thinking he, uh, Bray Wyatt's actually injured. They kept Seth Rollins off of Raw because of the fact of how shitty everything was. Uh, it, it, everything. It, it was like we all hated it. The Hell in a Cell is a complete waste now. There, there is nothing of value of that match ever being used in a way that it should be used. And of course, go ahead. It doesn't have the Go ahead, Bobby. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the prestige that it that it had. Um it just it just Oh, it lost prestige a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, it, it lost the prestige a long time ago. Yeah, it should have it should have never Yeah. Oh, I agree. It should have never been made into a pay-per-view. That's what should have happened. They could have just kept it. Mm-hmm. They could have put it on pay-per-views for for blood feuds, you know? Like it would have made more sense, but instead they turn it into a pay per view. So every year you have to see it now, instead of it being used sparingly. And now it just it killed its luster. It's just not. It's not. Um, it's not. I shouldn't say it's not exciting because whenever you see a, a Hell in a Cell, you know crazy shit's gonna happen. But it's just not as special as it used to be. Well, Bobby made a very good point of it. I mean, look at the first two matches that we actually oh had. God. Like Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks tore the house down. They put on that clinic. They 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 were the match of the night. It may even even qualify as a match of the year possibility. I mean, depending on how the rest of the year goes, but it was a solid match. I mean, they were taking bumps. They were doing stuff in the ring. I've never seen so many chairs in my life getting thrown in a women's match. But that was amazing in itself. But at the same time, it's like you said, Bobby. I mean, that that first match was absolutely incredible. That was the way to set the tone for Hell in a Cell. Like we literally all, like you said, you were ready for the main event. You were ready to see what it was going to be. We were ready for it to happen. And it was like, what the hell did I just watch? I just like, what? We just blew our load in the very beginning and says, okay, go ahead and leave. Thanks a lot. Got to go by. I mean, it, it, it was horrible. It was horrible for the end, and we just felt that it, this is not the way WWE fans deserve to be treated, but yet we're getting like thrown under the bus every single time, and we're guilty of it. We're going to keep watching. You know, The way Seth Rollins has been pushed, it's, yeah. been, it, it, it's been so bad now, and I give the man props for what it is, but at the same time, it's time to get some new blood and get that title off of Seth Rollins now. I, I think we've, ex- we've, we, we've extinguished the Seth Rollins project, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, the question is, is going to be a matter of now, do we honestly think that with the way now the draft is going, because here was the funny part is that uh, have the draft has been very interesting since we started on SmackDown. I did not see Seth Rollins anywhere getting picked in that draft. Did anyone see that? Uh, no, I think the so. Whole, I kind of forgot about no. him after the. Whole, I didn't either. The, no, the, I didn't the, see the that. Beginning match, the one to open the show. Yeah. I kind of forgot about him after that. So. <laughs> well, I mean, they try. They try to re revamp it again because now apparently that feud is done. Yeah. So now we don't have the Universal Champion and Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt was drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. So I now that's going to be interesting. To that match, um, what happened to Roman Reigns during that match? Like after Bray Wyatt interfered, what happened to Roman? He just ran like a little bitch and ran out. <laughs> you know, what I'm well, where was he to help his? Friend? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And it's the bin dog. Bin yeah, dog. I noticed that he didn't. Like he did, I, he didn't seem like up, you would think that he would help his friend, but nope. <laughs> well, happen. the the thing is, is you think about it, it's it's a matter of what. What does Vince McMahon want? It's yeah. what he wants, what he wants to have. We all know this. This isn't this isn't old news. I mean, this isn't new news, I should say. I mean, it's all of a sudden to the point of where it I hate to say it, but it still comes down to the audience of one. And it's what Vince McMahon says. The only thing that's saving our ass is the fact that Fox is actually really putting a hurt on Vince McMahon, telling him, get your shit together. You want all this money? We want to see some more credibility. We want to see some wrestling. We want to see like coherent storylines. Yep. That's that's something that we haven't had in how many years now? Oh, talking about talking about coherent <laughs> storylines. So Kofi Kingston last week lost oh. with, within eight <laughs> seconds, right? Oh yeah. Come out on SmackDown. And uh, happy as fuck. He's throwing pancakes everywhere. No mention of yeah. the title that he just lost. What What was that? You want to talk about coherent storyline? There's no consistency there. He just forgot. Oh, zero. Oh, zero. Like, I was so pissed. I even was talking to some dude on Twitter when I was live tweeting. True. And, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't understand. I, re- I really don't. I, they just killed It was everybody. horrible. That story's... It was so horrible. Yeah. I mean, we were all just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, I, I love the memes, unfortunately, that came after the fact when Brock Lesnar beat poor Kofi Kingston. It's like you see the X-Men all like at the funeral and everything. And you just see Kofi Kingston in the sky of how his push is now dead. <laughs> it, 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 it's so bad, <laughs> but it's so true. It's sad, but true that this is what we've seen out of an amazing run by Kofi Kingston, like he beat creditable opponents. They made him look strong. He had some great match quality. I mean, you couldn't have asked for the only thing that WWE could have ever done was give Kofi a good title run, give him some quality wins. I mean, they did everything right with him. They, I, I will say it was a good run, great title run. I think he's going to get the title again soon. But the saddest part is, is that we're looking at how we're seeing the unfortunate circumstance of Brock Lesnar being Brock Lesnar. But, but here's where it's starting to get interesting is not just because of the, how the draft is going and it's just amazing on how we even saw that the draft was apparently spoiled on Twitter. That was hilarious. I, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I'm not surprised. 
Like, honestly, what would you have said if you saw the draft posted on Twitter? Would you say, all right, I'm done watching the show? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would still watch it. You'd still watch it just to see just if it's true? Yeah, just to see if it was true. Yeah, I mean, because you because we know WWE. They, you know, it could be leaked, and then two seconds later, they'll change it themselves and not tell anybody. Yeah, that's true. So, you know what I mean? It's just, you might as well just just do that. Right. So, I mean, it is a question mark of how, like, we're seeing where so many people, like, are coming on board now with the draft being in full effect, and we still have the round two of the draft on Monday Night Raw coming up tomorrow. So, that'll be interesting. So, we're going to see how that draft's going to look. Yeah. Which, wait, did you guys notice that um, they were saying, like, and the that, like, when they had, like, Booker T and uh, Renee Young and Samoa Joe mm-hmm. and everything, they were saying, like, or I don't know if it was them. No, it was Stephanie who said, "Who said okay? So anybody yeah, who was, was not a- drafted mm-hmm. um, is going to be an unrestricted free that agent." But she didn't. She but she didn't say. But that's the thing. She didn't mention anything about Ra starting it again. Like the way that she said it was okay. Nobody else is going to be drafted from here on out, and it's just going to be unrestricted free agents. But then after yeah. that, they noted. Yeah that um, Raw was going to have the the second round technically of the draft and she but she basically she was just like oh that's it for the draft well okay cool but why did you just say that when we know that they the draft is supposed to continue on raw yeah that's what i'm thinking too yeah, yeah. No, but but just but just the way that she said it though she, the way she said it was everybody's going to yeah. be unrestricted she free agents and we'll have to see where everybody goes that's basically what she said versus versus hey she, we're going to continue this on raw and and there's going to be a second round and blah 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 you know what i mean but the way that she made it seem like it was just going to be one round yeah that i think she could have worded it better yeah i, I agree with that say it just wasn't worded right one thing i do want to point out before we move on from this um is that one thing I liked, like a positive takeaway from the draft, and I know it's kind of hard because we talked a lot of shit, but one positive takeaway is the feeling that they're making yeah. it into a sport. Oh, you know, I'm so great if you're seeing that, yes. All the corporate executives, and I mean, obviously we know it's... it's that was fucking stupid, though. You can tell by, like, these... Who the fuck are these jokers? I'm like, there's nothing that yeah, shows any awesome. legitimacy of, like, oh, we have the Fox executives yeah. and the USA executives. I like that they did that, though. And I also like... I just like the legitimacy it brings. It makes it feel like a natural sport. Then you got all Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on there. That was kind of cool. I'll admit, that was kind of cool. That was pretty neat. Even um, and uh, switching uh, sides here a bit to AEW, how AEW is incorporating their uh, records in their show. Yes. I love the sports feel in both these shows. um, AEW did say before they started that that's one thing that they were going to implement is the records in in there, which is a good thing, I think. Um, I just think that it makes it a better feel for everybody. Um, And then also going off of that point, Raul, um, with, you know, it being kind of like another sports thing, they're not just – they're not just pushing the the wrestlers themselves. They're also pushing other people. You know, we have Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez in there. You know what I mean? And it, it's kind of pushing it into that direction to where it's more than just a wrestling promotion. You know what I mean? And that's the way that they're, uh, that's the way that they're kind of trying to spin it a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and but- to me, like, I'm okay with it to an extent as long as they don't just go too much into it. And then bring it back to wrestling. I think I'm fine with it, but 
But, I mean, with them two, with Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez, I think that the whole Brock Lesnar and Cain thing, since Cain is actually a wrestler in AAA, I mean, I think I think that's that's a little bit more of an exception. But the whole Tyson Fury and uh, Braun Strowman thing, I don't know about that. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm okay with. I it can't. I, I can't. Why are you okay? With, like honestly, what are you okay about Tyson Fury? This guy has. A, he's a professional boxer. No problem. No, I'm not going to take anything away from him on his boxing career. He's a phenomenal boxer. He's a world champion. No question about it. But what the fuck is he going to do in a wrestling ring? That's true. Honestly, like this is going to be bullshit. When I saw this, like, oh, we're going to have a major announcement. I'm all like, bitch, your guys are going to fucking announce Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar and Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. We knew this was going to happen. And thank God we're going to see this abomination of matches are going to be put on the crown jewel as if we don't have enough already that we don't want to see of any of those. Those pay-per-views, anything they do in Saudi Arabia is disastrous. I have not seen one crown jewel that has been able to be like, oh, man, I wish that would have been on the States. That match should have been on the States. None of these matches are wanting to be – I don't so want to I, see any of them. They're, they're horrible. I'm just like, just I, read read through this and be done. I don't have a problem. I've, I've seen a lot of hate about Kane Velasquez getting an immediate title shot against Brock. I don't see a problem with that just for the simple fact that he does have a wrestling background, but also the bigger thing is that he did beat Brock legitly. We're not disputing that. Absolutely. I'm not going to take anything away from Cain Velasquez, and he does have wrestling background. He's done, like Bobby said, he has wrestled in AAA. He has had some matches and things under his belt. So I'll give him a slight pass. Absolutely. Cain deserves to have a chance to wrestle in the WWE because the fact that he's getting the title shot obviously is exactly what you said. He's beaten Brock Lesnar legitimately for the UFC title, and he earned it. We're not going to take anything away from him on that. But Tyson Fury, to me, should not be coming into the ring of a wrestling world. He, he deserves to be in the boxing ring. He's a phenomenal boxer. He's done well. I'm not saying he's one of the all-time greats, but he's – definitely putting his mark on the boxing world. It'd be almost like, for example, are we going to see this? Is Conor McGregor going to step now into the wrestling ring of WWE? Cause I mean, he's got the character. I mean, he's got the character down to a science, no questions about it. In fact, if Conor McGregor came into WWE right now, man, you would see every single pay-per-view blow up, whatever he's, whenever he's on. I mean, no question about it, yeah. but let's be very honest though. He has a background enough to carry himself in WWE. Tyson Fury has zero wrestling experience. Zero. And you're putting him yep. in with Braun Strowman. Yeah, well, it's interesting, too. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's interesting, too, because the show's in Saudi, right? And, you know, there's already a lot of political turmoil going on there. And I don't want to talk politics on the show. No, nah, fuck the politics of that bullshit. No, but, I mean... But he has some interesting baggage, Tyson Fury. Did you hear about it? Let's hear. He's made some, apparently he's no. made in the past, he's made sort of like uh, Lars Sullivan. He's made a lot of uh, uh, like homophobic type remarks. What? Yeah, yeah. I, let me try and pull it up right here so I can tell you all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I heard about that. Um, while he's pulling that up real quick, um, I just want to touch on before we get off this topic of the – uh, you know, of everything that we're talking about um, is Ooh. the Bailey heel turn, Ooh. guys. Well, that, that, that's a that's to be continued. We, we, we will touch to, upon that. That is going to definitely be coming up next. So we're, it is it is it is on the list, in the words of Chris Jericho. Yeah. 
it will make the list. But I mean, if you want to talk about like how there you go, exactly. Very well. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I don't see anything about this pay-per-view of crown jewels. Since we're already talking about Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez, you know, you've got team Hogan versus team flair, which I think is hilarious because they're just trying to pay team flair or Mr. Rick flair off because of the lawsuit that he made put up just for the man moniker that Becky Lynch is using. I think that's fucking hilarious. I mean, look, Ric Flair is going to be one of the all-time, if not the all-time great of wrestling, 16-time world champ, two-time Hall of Famer. The credential says enough, but let's be very honest. When it comes to business, when it comes to money, he's greedier than fuck. He, he does not give a shit. He does not care about you. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about WWE. He doesn't care about any of this stuff. He's even admitting, he says, they're probably not happy with me right now. I'm like, well, no shit, Sherlock. They gave you every fucking thing of the respect that you deserve, and now all of a sudden you're coming back to them and says, well, I want to take care of my family. I'm all like, well, whose fault it was the, for you to spend millions and millions of dollars the way that you have. Yeah. You created all this and this is what happens. Like you were, you're only worth about, I think his net worth right now is currently at $3 million. And I'm like, motherfucker, dude, you, you're the one that fucked up. Not, not WWE or anything. So now he's just trying to get that last piece of the pie. So now WWEs are trying to send him to Saudi Arabia says, okay, we're going to give you a massive payday. And hopefully that'll shut you up and say there's your there's your settlement, so to speak. So uh, I found the article. I found several mm. articles. Um, I don't mean to take. Am I okay to talk about this? Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to. Well, no, no. If Justin was here, he's all like, "No, you fuck face. We're gonna go on with what we're supposed yeah. to do." Oh, so it's just interesting because you know we got there's WWE's already received a lot of shit for this. Oh, really? Right? Do tell. <laughs> no, they consider, and then you know also they've done in the last couple of years they've started the women's revolution and things like that, and or women's evolution, and really starting to put more emphasis on women, which I'm a hundred percent for. They deserve it. But it's just funny that now they're bringing in this guy Tyson Fury that has a background of well, let's so some of his comments he made was Fury claimed, and this is an article from the Independent, but I've seen it on other mm-hmm. sources. It says Fury claimed that he would hang his sister if he deemed her to be promiscuous, and he has said he believes that a woman's best place is in the kitchen and on her bed. Tyson Fury said this. Yes, and also in 2015, he likened homosexuality to pedophilia. And explained that he believes the legislation, legalization of homosexuality and abortion are two of the three things that need to be accomplished before the devil comes home. Are you fucking serious? This guy actually got away with this shit? Yeah, and he's um, he says these comments derailed his hopes of winning Sports Personality of the Year crown back in 2015. But a year later, he told fans, everyone just do what you can, listen to the government, follow everybody like sheep. Be brainwashed by all the Zionist Jewish people who own all the banks and all the papers, all the TV stations. Wow. This guy is not necessarily, uh, you know. Yeah, so it's just interesting. It's very interesting that, you know, WWE has been really trying hard to, you know, put women in the limelight and really give them the, the credit they deserve and the respect. But, you know, the recent Saudi shows, now this guy coming in, and a lot of it he said he's, He's linked to his, uh, you know, he had a real strong Christian, a quote unquote Christian background. So, but I don't I like, like I said, I don't want to talk religion or politics on this show, but it's just very interesting that this guy is now going to be in WWE. Well, <laughs> very. You know, the sad part is, is that everything. This is here's your here's your thought of the day. If you're gonna post something on the internet, it's gonna be there forever, and people will dig. They will find any single shred of internet junk, gossip, crap, whatever they can. This is a prime example of 
why don't you keep your mouth shut? <laughs> it's like, it's a simple thought. Like, and now with what you've found here, Raul, I, I'm going to be laughing my ass off if this stuff kicks into overdrive and gets posted, it gets, it goes viral again. And the next thing you're going to see in Saudi Arabia is going to be all these things. And they're, they're going to go ape shit over this stuff. Cause this is just, this is just juice waiting to just explode all over the hell of this, of these matches. It, it's just mind blowing, mind blowing. I, I, I so can't I wanna, believe I want to read one more comment. One more comment that he said, and this is an older article. It's from 2016. This is when he got a lot of heat originally for these comments. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, he says, Tyler Fury has apologized for offensive comments made in an hour-long video interview last week, insisting, I am in no way a racist or a bigot. <laughs> um, he said, I apologize to anyone who may have taken offense at any of my comments. I said some things which may have hurt some people, which as a Christian man is not something I would ever want to do. Uh-huh. Though it is not an excuse, sometimes the heightened media scrutiny has caused me to out out act out in public. I mean no harm or disrespect to anyone I know, wow. nor is expected of me as an ambassador of British boxing, and I promise to in the future to hold myself up to the highest possible standard. Anyone who knows me personally knows that I am in no way a racist or bigot. I hope the public accepts my apology. Wow. Wow. I call BS on that. I and I, <laughs> I just <laughs> it's almost no words it it really is it's almost no words for this i mean i don't understand why isn't there a comp like how like big time companies like wwe has millions and millions of dollars how come they can't hire one or two people to start doing research on past tweets statements all these people that they're bringing in to say look if we can dig this up, somebody out there is going to dig this up, and then we're screwed. We're now affiliated with somebody who, even though an apology has been put, it goes back to the James Gunn situation with Guardians of the Galaxy and all the stuff that he said in years past. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody is getting held to almost a borderline perfection. Like, no, you have to be perfect in order for us to have uh, our support. I'm like, yeah, but some of the stuff y'all say is going to be a question mark in itself, which could go into a whole nother level. If Tyson Fury is going to be this kind of a draw to the Saudi Arabia show, which I'm sorry, I don't think any of the Saudi Arabia people are going to be like, we don't even know who this fucking guy is, nor do we even care. They want old school wrestling. They want old school wrestlers. They don't They don't want any of the people that they're bringing over because is anybody yeah. really interested in the Tyson Fury Braun Strowman wrestling match? I'm not. Yeah. And Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar, I'm barely. Yeah, Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar is barely even like noticeable. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see. But I just, yeah, I just thought I'd share that yeah. of information. With you well, very, very good information, Raul. Thank you very much for sharing that. So you're you're earning your job slowly back. We're very happy that about that. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's earning very well. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so let's go into one thing that is definitely a good little shock and is about fucking time. Bailey. Bailey. Amazing. Has finally made the turn, has finally become a full-fledged heel. She has sliced open the tube men. She has cut her hair. She has gone into a more of an aggressive wrestling style that we saw. And pretty much said, screw you to everybody. Thoughts? 
She yeah, also- I was like, yep. yeah, literally thoughts, too. comments, concerns. She literally said it, dude. It's freaking, dude. I was so freaking happy, right? The first thing I thought of though was your daughter, Kevin. <laughs> that was the first thing. Oh, I oh believe me, my daughter was shocked. Like she, yeah. she couldn't believe it. Although she's kind of digging it a little though. Oh, she is. She okay. actually, she, she, she was kind of digging like, it. She's oh, like. I, well, she admit, she didn't see the beginning of it, so she just saw she came in a little later, and when she saw it, she was just like, "I kind of don't like it," but at the same time, I kind of <laughs> like it. I'm like, yeah. "Okay, uh, yeah. hey, hey, I'm all right with the dark side. We all have them." Yeah, but dude, like, I was so happy because for the for a while, it seemed like she was just falling off, right? She was just yeah. she was starting to get there to where it's just like, man, we've seen this, we're done with it. You know what I mean? It's just the same old thing. Bailey overcomes. Bailey overcomes. Bailey overcomes. Kind of like a John Cena type thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this happens. Like I wasn't expecting that on SmackDown. Like I was expecting her to do her normal little thing, and then mm-hmm. you know she comes out and you know fights Charlotte. The yeah. other thing that was a little bit of a shocker is they dropped the belt off of Charlotte right away, too. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of crazy um, in a way, unless they have plans of switching brands again later down the line, which could be a possibility. But I don't know, man. Um, it was just weird. But I don't know if you guys also noticed when that happened, didn't Sasha go to SmackDown? So, yes. Yeah, I think Sasha went to SmackDown. So think about that too. If Bailey is the SmackDown Women's Champion now, and Sasha's there, I think they're trying to they're trying to get something there since they were a tag team. They're trying to keep that going as well. You know what I mean? And I just I don't know, man. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what happens, but I'm so happy that she finally turned heel. It's going to be great for her career, I think, to kind of just change it up a little bit and see see what kind of heat she can get from the fans. Yeah, um, add on to that, I, I loved it 100%. I agree with the heel turn. I've been asking for that for a while. Um, the only problem I had was the finish. The roll-up didn't seem like a – it didn't seem like a – it was not a good roll up. It, it, it was not a good roll up. And it just and also Charlotte's reaction at the end, it I, I don't it just seemed weird to me. Like she just kinda sat there and just with her mouth open and was just like and then just just kinda walked off and didn't retaliate or anything, and I was just kinda like, Really? Like, that's it? I would have liked to have seen her and Bailey maybe go at it yeah. after the match. Um, but I, I was uh, I love the heel turn. I, I dug it hundred percent. I love the outfit, I love the hair uh everything uh the a lot of people were saying when they just saw the the bay the first part they were saying is she gonna align with the undisputed era uh and because of the gold really yeah <laughs> when you look at her when she first came out all you saw on her chest was bay that's all you saw so they were they were yeah that's true um but yeah i i loved it i just i had a little bit of a problem with the roll-up and also charlotte's reaction just seemed not it just seemed like there could have been more there but uh i'm nitpicking at that point so i just it was good it was good I saw a meme um, in regards to that. I saw a meme of uh, Bailey coming out and with her, you know, with her um, her new attire that she had that said uh, Bay or whatever it was. And somebody oh, yeah. put um, Bailey is now all elite <laughs> and it had the A E and then the W uh, on the title. It was pretty freaking awesome. Well, I mean, we we've been slowly seeing the heel turn of Bailey ever since she won the title back uh, after like um after 
WrestleMania because that's when Sasha Banks went on her massive hiatus, but yet Bailey stuck around and they gave her the title. You know, I think it was due to the loyalty and whatnot that, you know, that is her best friend in real life. No questions about it. We've seen all the photos and whatnot of how she's loyal to Sasha Banks and how Bailey was always friends uh, with her no matter what. And they pretty much rewarded Bailey with the SmackDown title run, which she held pretty well, but you could see the turns were, were kind of creeping up. And then when Sasha came back, you saw more of the, t- uh, of the turn, you know, staying loyal and trying to get that, trying to tease it and whatnot. And then they finally pulled the trigger and says, let's just give her the full turn and just give it the way that she deserves it, which is long overdue, which we're happy that we finally got the, the ending that we wanted of Bailey's full transformation, which is a, a nice little uh, bonus here, guys. I just got this uh, little lovely alert that apparently uh, back to the draft, they did some additional drafts on the WWE's website. They've ad- okay. uh, added some additional draft picks. So here are some of the new ones that they just recently did. Apollo Crews is going to SmackDown. Drew Gulak is actually going to SmackDown. Tamina is going to SmackDown. Wow. The B team is actually going to SmackDown. Fuck the B team. B team, B team, go, go, go. Um, So here's who went to Raw. Sankara went to Raw. He's still with the Air- company. Oh, here's a new one for you that you haven't seen in a long that you haven't heard from in a long time. Eric Young has gone to Raw. Dude, what happened to Sanity, man? I know. I, what happened? I, I'm telling you. And Justin's favorite, one of his all-time favorites, EC3 has now been drafted to Raw. Wow. So, still not get any screen time. Yay. Yeah, no kidding, which is fucking hilarious of how they're like drafting these people. Honestly, I thought that these, this group here, I would have expected them to be free agents. I I really believe that, uh, that they should have not even been selected. They should have just been free agents and give them wherever they, where they should have gone. Like, honestly, I think EC3, if he wasn't drafted and he was a free agent, no question about it. He would have gone back to NXT. No question. Yeah, I think so too. So, but that's yeah. you've heard it here. You heard it here first, and this is this is pretty fucked up. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like Sanity, and I hate that they never did anything with him. Um, that was that, all Vince McMahon. Yeah. That's all Vince McMahon. Look at Killian Dane. Killian Dane is doing amazing now in NXT. He finally got re like revamped, and it's like he put on a damn good match with Matt Riddle. And I'm like, wow, okay, Killian Dane looks good. He's finally maybe getting a second chance and a second lease on a wrestling career. So you know who's uh, the star of this company, though? Hmm. You know who it is? The, my man, Otis. That dude, Otis, is a fucking character. I love that dude. I hope he gets title shot. He is a beacon of hope for all of us men out there. He is a beacon of hope. That so dude. you're you're he there, so heavy I machinery like it, is your new tag team i take it your new your new uh pick they deserve the title deserve the they title. deserve the tag team titles all right all right himself his conquest for mandy rose i hope he gets her i hope he doesn't i hope oh that he is rewarded for his <laughs> for his journey it's pretty hilarious though i will yeah, i will agree it's pretty hilarious it really is that dude's a character and i love that dude but uh yeah all right <laughs> Well, also the final piece of today's show, which I think is bullshit because if this actually happens, and I know, Bobby, you were looking up some information on it too, and and uh, we, we were very, very surprised if this actually comes into play, that the 
rumor of the wild card rule will still be viable apparently because Vince McMahon still wants it, which I don't understand on how we've, we've been told that the brand split is the brand split. Like, you know, the draft is the draft. These are the people that are going to be on here. That's it. No more, no less. Yep. And now we're hearing that the wild card rule will still somehow sneak its rear head. It's funny because even Fox, I think, unless it was just a meme, but I saw it on Twitter and I'm pretty sure it was Fox. They even made a, a, uh, a little title card that said uh rest in peace the wild card rule and it put may 2019 october 2019 or something like that and uh yeah Fox <laughs> even did that. And i was like good on you Fox. that was really funny but yeah i think I, and didn't they even say that the wild card rule is dead i thought steph even said that that it, it... yeah she did but that does not mean that it's gonna come back you gotta remember vince runs everything so if vince wants it to come back it's coming back it's just <sighs> what's happening and from the rumor has it, um, from what I read the other day too, is that the wild card rule Vince really likes, and he wants it to come back. But I'm like, then what was the point of this whole draft? It, it just it, to me, the wild card rule. We've talked about this on previous episodes too. To me, the wild card rule just makes no sense, especially yeah. with a brand split. Why have a brand split and then have a wild card rule? Because then people can just do whatever the fuck they want. So it's like. It, it, it to me it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, look at and then we'll see the same fucking matches again. It would make that we sense have if seeing. they actually, if they're gonna say these two people are wild cards, keep it at just those two people. Because what happened is they started letting everyone be a wild card, and it just got out of hand. <laughs> like, yeah, if they would, it, I I wouldn't necessarily yeah, mind it true. if it was a select few people and they kept it that way and didn't include anybody else. But yeah, but like towards like the end of. Um, like these last couple months, anyone's just been going on any fucking show they want, and I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, I don't understand it either. It, it, it's it's going to be sad if the wild card rule decides to come back into play because Vince McMahon is such a dumb fucking idiot with all this stupidity. <laughs> it's just so messed up on how we get so like we're thinking. Oh, we got a shred of hope. Maybe they'll start figuring shit out. And of course, what happens? We are let down. <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I don't even have the words to even continue of how much we get let down. It's almost like we just keep getting beat yeah. down every single time. Like, all right, guys, you know, the horse is dead already. You've already shot it about 15,000 times. And we're just like, are you going to put us out of our misery? Nope. We still got to make sure you're fucking dead. I'm like, no more. No more. Thank God for AEW. And I love what AEW is even saying, combating all these stupid things that WWE is doing, is the fact that they're like, we're not here to start the competition between us and and WWE. They're the ones that actually started it. We're trying to do our own thing, our own brand, our own build, our own like stories and everything. We're trying to do really our though? stuff. Because didn't, didn't uh, Cody Rhodes go out? Triple H's thing? They did. Um, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, technically on, true. Me, I don't know, man. I, I like as much as AEW wants to say that they're not directly one or I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like it, it's kind of I think it's kind of First of all, you are absolutely right that there was that first shot thrown and there was probably those subtle digs. And we're not going to dispute that. And yeah, there was going to be a war of some kind anyway. It's good to have competition. I'm not going to dispute that. But the thing is, is like, if they really wanted true competition and they really wanted to go like full on competition, how come they didn't put AEW against Friday Night SmackDown? How come they didn't put it up against Monday Night Raw? Yeah. I mean, if you really want true war, 
then go head to head. I mean, you really want to go head to head. That's the way to do it. They're not on a cheap ass network like how TNA Impact Wrestling did it. They went one on one with Monday Night and they lost because they had nothing planned. They did not have their shit together. They didn't have a good TV deal. They couldn't do squat. And that was Hulk Hogan and, and Eric Bischoff's fault. Yeah. They forced them to do that. They were TNA was doing their own thing for a long time, and they were doing very well for themselves. They were actually in good position. They had great matches. They had good talent. They were a great alternative in their in their beginning of the first, what, maybe three to five years. And then Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff comes in. They get their whole thing put together, and they're taking over and doing all this bullshit, and it it went to shit. So, I mean, you got to give props to the point where at least AEW is doing their own thing majority of the time, but at the same time, NXT didn't have to be put on Wednesday night. Either. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you on the whole TNA thing real quick. Um, I listen to 83 Weeks uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast pretty regularly, and he's talked about mm-hmm. this thousands of times. He had nothing to do with any of the. Um, creative or anything like that that had to do with TNA. That was all Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, he was mm-hmm. he was only brought in as a uh, as a on screen personality, but he literally like behind the scenes or anything. He had nothing to do with creative, nothing to do with running the show, nothing like that. He was brought in merely as just an on screen. So it wasn't Eric. It was mostly Hulk and Dixie is what Eric Bischoff said in his podcast time and time again. So just correcting you a little bit on that. No, 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 that's fine. And that's good. I mean, that's if that's updated information, that's wonderful because you couldn't have fooled. I mean, if it didn't come from Eric Bischoff's mouth, I wouldn't have believed it. I would have been like, look, Eric Bischoff still has a pull somewhere here and there in regards of like, come on. The guy was an executive for years and worked with major you know, players in the, like Ted Turner, TNT, all that good stuff. You can't tell me that he didn't have some kind of say in something of an opinion. It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe the creative was done by Hulk and Dixie. That's fine. That makes complete sense. But I think Eric probably would have had a little sprinkle or two. He may have not have been fully a part of it, but you could, you could smell and see his, his influence was involved in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, he said that he was brought in more of a consultant. So, like See? when when um, when um, Hulk and Dixie would like have like a, a storyline or whatever, and they mm-hmm. needed somebody to to figure out if this was good, mm-hmm. they would go to him. But other than that, it was it had nothing to do with him on what was said or what wasn't said. If Hulk and Dixie wanted to go with something, they just went with it. And that's just, you know, so if some of the storylines were horrible, Mm -hmm. it's because of them. Um, You know, Bischoff just went with it because he was not, he was hired as an on-screen talent. Well, it goes right back and it goes right back to the competition. You know, competition is great. Like even, (laughs) even the owner and uh, founder of the Khan family for AEW, not Tony Khan, but uh, his father, he said like competition is great for everything and for everybody. But the thing is, is AEW needs and wants to do its own thing. They're not here to compare. They're not here to put themselves in a position of like, well, we got to take over what you know WWE is doing and this and that. And they're like, no, fuck that. You know, bring your best. We want to show that we are able to prove we have a great wrestling alternative, which, in my opinion, has been so refreshing. It's mind blowing because how AEW has been able to focus so much on their talent and you can pretty much keep a nice flow of the match quality. 
even with the promotions of certain uh, stars. Minus out a few little details here and there. I mean, let's be very, very honest. We are still trying to get the clarity of, you know, who's established as the heels, who's established as the faces. I mean, Raul, you brought it up. Yep. You know, Darby Allen. He, he, to me, I will agree that he's a rookie of the year candidate. No question about it. I think he's probably going to have one hell of a match with Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship. But the problem is, is that we don't see a lot of the heels or faces with the exception of Chris Jericho in his stable. Like right now, they're the right circle. now the established heels. And Cody is, yeah, the inner circle. Like, I mean, you couldn't have picked a better name for what that, uh, for that faction is going to become. I mean, perfect. Exactly. And you're looking at Jake Hager, you know, he's getting a second lease on his career. And it's just, you, you see so many quality wrestlers that they're giving them like the ability to say, look, unleash who you are, what you're about, what you're going to do. And I'm loving it. And that's what I'm seeing is how AEW is becoming to me. For me personally, AEW is what, the refreshing of what raw is war was back in the nineties. That's what I see of AEW. AEW is the raw is war era. The actual borderline of attitude era. It has those abilities to build stars, to start competing against each other. That's what I want to see. I want to see the edge again. I want to see, and and they're delivering in the last two weeks. I mean, if people say, well, the ratings, and I'm like, look, the ratings are going to be there, but you can't build ratings off of something that you don't have players to build off of. And Chris Jericho is doing that with the, with the players that he has, and Cody's doing it with the players he has. And who knows what else is going on. Hopefully they've tightened up the women's division, though, because, God, Here's that needs help the, so bad. The moral of all this so is that bad. it is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Amen on that statement. Amen on that statement because Impact Wrestling is going to start maybe bringing up their, hopefully, their talent pool and maybe they can start showing a little bit of competition. I could see Impact Wrestling become a great competitor to Ring of Honor or, and oh, here's another side note. The NWA. There's, there is some talk about the NWA now. Billy Corrigan from the the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, now the NWA owner. Um, if anyone out there has not seen the NWA or is familiar with the NWA, they are the National Wrestling Alliance. They are, yes, still around. They are the oldest, uh, probably the promotion uh, that is familiar for most of us wrestling fans, and they are making a slow comeback. They actually did a show on YouTube called NWA Power. Oh, I saw that. Uh, it was a one-hour show. It was an amazing show. It, it it just mind blew like I, they just threw everything back to the old school feel with a slight touch of of, of new school like essence. I mean it's it, it was so amazing on how the set the ring it, it, it's so clean so good and you're you're seeing some quality matches from some old school people. I mean James Storm is on there, Nick Aldis, the former Magnus from uh, NW uh, from the TNA wrestling. Oh, sure. I mean, he's the, yeah, he he is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and has done well. It, 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 it's it, you kind of see some quality wrestling and some people that are on there that are familiars, and you're just like, okay, this is this may have a chance to really get some possible TV time with the network if it gets to that point. But again, we got to start slow, so we'll see how that goes. 
But I, I don't know, guys. Final thoughts. What do you think about wrestling right now of how everything is? I know, Raul, it's, you pretty much said the I best statement of all that it's Raul. a great time to be a wrestling um, fan. It, Bobby, what do you think? It's an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. Um, for a while before, you know, the announcement of AEW and stuff, I didn't think that, that we would get back to this point, um, to just being honest, because WWE was running everything. But um, now that, you know, just like you said, we got the NWA. Um, I mean, I'm not going to count Impact quite yet, um, but you know, you also have ROH that's trying to get up there as well. Um, you know, and then AEW and WWE, man, I, th I think it's going to be, I think, I think if you weren't a wrestling fan or you fell off because of the bullshit of WWE, I think now is the time to kind of get back in and check out, check out um, <laughs> these other promotions like AEW and NWA and stuff. Um, and kind of, kind of re rebuild your, your love mm -hmm. for the business. Um, I know for me, and I could probably speak for the guys on this podcast, um, whether we hate what's going on with WWE or, you know, whatever, we're still wrestling fans ultimately. And no matter what we'll watch, whether it's crappy or not, um, but it's good to have an alternative when it is getting like that. So um, I think it's it's great right now, and um, I hope that this continues for a long, long time. Yeah, I, as much as I talk shit about WWE, or we all do, um, I, I'm always gonna. I'm never gonna be that person, or I'll probably say it that I'm never gonna watch WWE again. But I am. I mean, I, 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 I love. We're it. guilty. We're fans. We're not yeah. gonna stop watching. It's it's it. Yeah, I'm never going to not watch WWE, I don't think. Um, because I want them to succeed. And I want AEW to succeed, too. Um, I hope it's not something where they go to competition and then AEW dies. I hope not. I, I really hope not. Um, but Well, you, first of all, you've got the good financial backing of the Khan family. I think yeah. what they're doing is actually... you got to understand, like, Ted Turner back in the WCW, he was a wrestling fan, but he never was hands-on with it, and he never put the right people to help make sure. WCW the way that it could have still been today. And that's the sad truth. Tony Khan's a different breed of animal. He's a true wrestling fan through and through. He wants it to be something more and be a whole lot different. And you can't tell me he hasn't learned the history of what WCW went through, how they put things together. And he's got a good core of wrestlers that are actually been born and bred in the business. I mean, Cody Rhodes, enough said. Kenny Omega, international star. The Young Bucks, all around, no question about it. Just amazing talent anywhere they go. And those are part of his staff. They're not just wrestlers. They're yeah. a part of his staff. They'll be the ones that say, okay, just because you're an executive vice president, I'm like, well, so is Triple H. And yet he still wrestles from time to time, and he's created NXT. They're both on the same wavelength of how they both see each other, and they know exactly how they're going to work. So they're going to work to make the brand better. The problem comes down to one man and one man only, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon will always be the problem because he still thinks he got it, he didn't when it came to Hell in a Cell. And that made me laugh because I'm like, the initial reports that he was laughing of how, you know, fans were upset and all this other stuff. I'm like, dude, that would have been like one thing if you were thinking about this 10 years ago or even 20 years ago. This is a whole different breed of animal. You can't be fucking up like this now forever. You can't. Yeah. I mean, we lost a, uh, We lost two Hell in a Cells. We've already had two characters that have been destroyed trying to build them back up, people are tired of it. And now we're the lucky fans that can still keep watching. We're the ones that are going to still keep suffering because we're, we're glutton for punishment. All of us are. And yeah. I don't have a problem. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't, I don't have a 
problem watching SmackDown and NXT and AEW because they're only two hours. It's Raw that I have a problem getting through. Three hours just is too long. Like, I just, it's really hard for me to watch that whole show. Well, I mean, yeah. you've got to say, though, that it has been better than what in years past because thank God for Paul Heyman. At least he's making some kind of like stride yeah. to try to keep us back in the like interest level again because God knows how long it's going to take before no, I, I, we start really start seeing, you know, wrestlers that are going to start showing their abilities because look at Cedric Alexander. The guy was a cruiserweight champion, but it was a blip on the radar. And Paul Heyman's like, I want to push him. I want to see him wrestle. I yeah. want him to start becoming a contender. And Vince McMahon's like, I don't see anything in him. Well, why the fuck do you hire him? Yeah. You know, that's that's what I don't understand. It's like he's got all this talent because of fear that they're going to become better elsewhere. I'm all like, well, you don't want to do anything with him. So what's the point? Like, perfect example, Luke Harper. Luke Harper oh is a God. phenomenal oh. talent. Tag team champion, intercontinental champion. Guy is a monster in the ring. He's He looks great. Yeah. And, yeah, and really. I mean, it, like, he's lost weight. Like, you've seen how he looks. He looks in better shape now than he ever did in his other years, in my opinion. I think yeah. he moves yeah, a lot I, faster. I think he's a lot leaner. He can be a contender as a single star if he was going to be pushed. And the saddest part is, is like he even said it in a tweet that, you know, he's been with the company, I think, uh, six years now. He has not once ever had a T-shirt made for him. Not once. That's true. Now he does, but yeah. Oh, he actually got a shirt finally? Yeah, yeah it was a big thing. They, they made a big deal about it. Um, he actually has shirts now, but they're not like – anything extravagant but they didn't make sure took it him. long enough i mean the guy he's earned yeah. he's earned it he's deserved it and now with all the extra time that's been put on because of his injury before and now he's like tacked on to like i think another six more months it's just sad i'm i cannot wait for some of these contracts to end for some of these people and just see where they're going to end up like aew's right now probably the front runner for a lot of them but i want to see some of them go to impact i want to see some of them go to ring of honor I mean, I want to see like even the NWA. They go to Impact. Yeah, don't uh, let's have them go to ROH or freaking. Um, yeah, I don't really trust Impact. Yeah, I don't trust Impact <laughs> either. Um, let's 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 keep Impact away for a bit and see what they can do first before oh. we get anybody else over there. Because to me, when people go to Impact, guess where they end up? WWE or AEW. So it's like, why why put them towards Impact right now? Let Impact build with their new owner, Mark Cuban. Let's see what goes on, and then maybe we can start putting that in that aspect. You know, I don't want him going there because it may ruin his career. It's funny. I just had an alert right now. Um, I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with what culture wrestling with Simon Miller. Yes. Oh, those guys are hilarious. Simon Miller, I've been watching that dude forever. I, I love that. He's actually an amateur wrestler now, You know, he, or a professional wrestler. Um with, I forgot what company exactly, but there, I, I just got an alert from their YouTube channel that says, why Vince McMahon won't push Roman Reigns? And that kind of makes me laugh, because I'm like, that dude has been pushed to the moon for years. <laughs> and now they're going to come up with this list on why he won't be pushed. Like, what the fuck? What else more do you want? He's headlined, like, what, five WrestleManias in a row? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. Exactly. I, uh, that just made me laugh. I just saw that alert right now, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I also have a, a, a breaking news story, which is something that I didn't think I would actually see 
from a specific wrestler that uh, may actually show proof that he has signed with Fox. CM Punk apparently has pulled all of his merchandise from Pro Wrestling Tees. As we all know, wow. Pro Wrestling Tees is an independent contracting business that actually has the shirts and any products that are sold by the wrestlers. And the wrestlers get a big chunk of the profits because they are depicted by them and the designs by them. And of course, Pro Wrestling Tees is the distributor. Well, it just so it just shows here on this story that they have had pulled almost all of the merchandise from the online store at the Pro Wrestling Tees website. There is only one shirt apparently available on this store, and that is it. All the other shirts that were on there have been pulled, and it looks like that there may be a chance that he may be working with Fox or returning to WWE for the new studio show called WWE Backstage. So there is a chance that CM Punk will return. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's a cup of tea awesome. this morning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, we got to have those little stories that could happen. And you heard it here. So if you haven't read it or you haven't seen it, you heard it here first. So a lot, wow. lot yeah. of, lot of updates, a lot of, a lot of stuff. I mean, we've been, we've been blessed with a lot of good stories that have been bro- breaking today. So pretty crazy stuff, yeah. pretty crazy stuff. But guys, I think the way that this is looking, I I say we were in good shape with wrestling overall. And I think it's just going to be an exciting time. I already told my wife, I says, Wednesday nights, what are we doing? She's all like, nothing good. Cause you're not bothering me for two hours. So <laughs> like, <I'm> like <laughs> right. go away. Exactly. You can either sit down or go away. Your choice. Yeah. <laughs> well guys, yeah. I say with this show being as amazing as it is, we know we wish uh, all the best for Justin. I know that we wish he was here. We wish he was able to join us. And of course, you actually, I think Raul, this is the most you've ever probably have ever talked in, in, in all the shows. What? what? I've talked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. True. It's true. I don't have to deal with fucking Justin. Well. Just, we do want to wish him <laughs> at, at least for us and the one thing we definitely want to say from all of us here and for all of our listeners you know justin big congratulations on uh going to be getting married soon he will be uh, a married man so i know he'll be looking forward to the days of uh of holy matrimony and i hope to god that crane comes in and breaks it all up anyway that, of course that's just me that's just me but we we definitely will have him back on the show again. He will be back joining us once again, and all four of us will be at full strength because I know most of us have either have had a three-man show or whatnot, so we've been kind of in and out. We appreciate you all for listening to our three-man podcast, but we will bring back the four-man podcast yeah. again. We will all be back again. We promise. It's just been uh, one of those when life comes, it just hits you, and we just make do with what we got, but we appreciate you listening as always. And we got more coming our way. In fact, uh, I think, Bobby, you've even said that uh, there's some future possibilities down the road that uh, we might even show up at some Comic-Cons maybe or maybe even some events. um, Yes, we are working on some Comic-Con appearances. I'm in in talks with people right now um, for a couple of the Comic-Cons that are coming. Um, Also, um, just keep an eye out on our Twitters, um, and you will be able to see updates from there as well. We have our show Twitter. um, Sounds like K-A-Y-F-1. And my personal Twitter is 
at the icon SLK. Um, if you check those, um, you can actually see, you know, different updates that we have, anything like that that comes on. Also check out our Facebook. That sounds like kayfabe to me. Um, we can, you know, we'll give you any updates that we have on any appearances, anything like that. And then we can let you know where we are and maybe, you know, we can meet some of our fans that actually uh, come and say hi to yeah. us. So just to add to the Twitter thing, um, I think for the most part, the way we're going to work Twitter is basically I will be running the main show account on Twitter. I do have my personal one if y'all want to follow that, Raul Rude um, underscore at SLK. I believe that's oh, my God. Shit, actually. <laughs> wow, you don't even know your own no fucking Twitter? R -O -O oh, my God. R-O-O-D-E, Raul Rude, SLK, no underscore. That was my personal one. If you just want to see the nonsense that I tweet about, also getting into some fight with people, some fights with people online, it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, and Kevin, even yeah, I get to actually see, and I and I get yeah, to actually see Kevin. you now. Old man Kevin's got a Twitter. So <laughs> Kevin, plug your Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The sad part is, is I actually know my Twitter, and you don't. What the fuck? Shut up, Kevin. Just plug your fucking Twitter. All right. <laughs> so yes i actually have a twitter i finally decided to get one because of all you fuckheads of my team decided to force it on me you bastards all right so pretty much my twitter you can definitely check me out at kevin page 316 at slk so definitely you can uh chat with me as well and i'll be more than happy to send a chat to you and also send a tweet to you and definitely love to know what your thoughts are you can definitely talk about my age because these fuckers yeah, do all the damn time anyway and god knows exactly everything else because at least i know my twitter and like raul he has to probably write it down because his memory is so apparently going going on in my life fuck. kevin that i just i just what what do you have in your life? Uh, your, what do you have? I'd love to know. Where have you been all this time? I've been working time? on things, Kevin. I've been working on things, all right? Worry about it, Working dude. on what? It's my life, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're part of this show. We're, we've been wanting to know because we've been oh, carrying this show, and you have been carrying jack shit. First of I all, I bring in the ratings, well, fellas. All right. Since the, the inception, ratings. wait, wasn't me, Justin, and Raul, or me, Kevin, and Raul? Um, wow, I can't speak either. Me, wow. me, Kevin, wow. and Justin. God damn it! Is me, everybody Kevin got Justin, memory problems? We the first ones on the show. Just saying. <laughs> Jesus. First of all, let me, let me let me remind you about the history of SLK. All right, let me let me let me remind you. So, oh, this ought to be. Are we good. not all sitting down? And I brought up, hey. We should do a wrestling nope. podcast. It was I not the one that brought that up because I'm pretty to sure. To be I fair, was. me and Kevin had this for like ten years that we were. Talking about. I don't care what you and your butt buddy had for ten years. All right, I don't care. I'm just saying <laughs> I was the one that brought it up amongst the four of us, and then it just so happens y'all went on and started it. And then at first, even y'all asked me to be on the show, but of course I was busy because I have a life unlike you, Bobby. I have other things oh, yeah. to do. But then finally, I came on the show, and you know what? I brought in so many good ratings and people were talking about it that y'all decided to keep me because why not? Smart oh, business. Smart business. Because that's how it happens. All right. That's definitely how it happened. I regret that. I regret that day that's every right. day. Right. <laughs> Drink it in, fellas. Like I knew my death. <laughs> I, I knew my death was coming, but I didn't know it was going to be coming this slow now that I brought your ass on. You Drink fuck. it in, man. <laughs> 
I don't want to drink it in, man. I want to go ahead and die, man. Public. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, I hate you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pretty much waterboard you. That's what I'm gonna do is just drown you in freaking sorrow. God, Jesus. Oh, good. Okay, less work for me to do. Hooray! All right, can we end the show? All right. So pretty much at this point, it, it's been a wonderful show. We we look forward to hopefully having our four man team back, and uh, we definitely have a lot of future things coming down the road, especially with. Uh, as Bobby said, we're definitely going to be hopefully going to be meeting you guys uh, soon over in a Comic-Con, maybe in a certain area where we can just have our show live. And we definitely would just love to pull people and just sit down and just, you know, pick your brain, see what you think. What do you like? What do you dislike? If you think wrestling sucks, you think wrestling's awesome. We'd love to hear what you got to say. I mean, definitely contact us on Twitter, definitely on our website. We have lots of ways to have people contact us, and we look forward to speaking with every single one of you. Bring in questions. We love questions. We definitely want to bring questions to the table, discussions, see, and uh, definitely some future possibilities. We're going to have maybe even some guests uh, to come on board, actually maybe have one of you to actually come on to the show and actually pick your brain with us and see what you think about wrestling in today's standards, the past, present, where the future holds. We look forward to it. I know we're, we try to actually have someone come on board. Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, they were not able to, but we are definitely going to start having some special guests come on board and maybe even have a, like a five man team. And we even might even have a new headquarters uh, to be continued on that as well. Mm-hmm. So, so from us to you, we greatly appreciate you listening to the show. We love you guys so much. Keep up to date and all to the future wrestling podcasters out there. We love you guys as well uh, for keeping the wrestling alive, especially for us sufferers. Like we always will keep suffering for you, all of you when it comes to wrestling. We will watch it as much as possible because we are fucking idiots and we love it. because We're glutton for punishment. So on behalf of the man, Bobby White, God, I hate that name. We also have Mr. Raul Rude, always a rude fucking asshole. And me, Kevin Page, who's always loading because apparently my memory apparently is much better than these two fuckers who can actually remember their Twitter. I'm sorry. That's what I thought. Oh, uh, you, you, you still can't talk for shit, so shut the fuck up. And on behalf of Justin Chaos, since he is not here, I will speak on his behalf. Shut the fuck up, Raul. Undertaker sucks. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Quit this show. You, you quit this show? Oh, man, there's going to be a big party when that happens. Anyway, on behalf of all of us, we thank you so much. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Laters. Bye, guys. Take it one day, it's the wonder I'm the champ, now tap